Why? Because we've treated them right. And, and they've raised over $2 million in sponsorships. Wow. Um, high school, think about that in a high school. Hello and welcome to the Dactronics Experience Podcast. I'm Justin Oxner here with Matt Anderson. Today, Bud Postma, high school market consultant for Dactronics, joins the podcast again to talk about his recent participation in the National Athletic Directors Conference, a summary of the conversations he's had there, and his one piece of advice for every school in 2022. We're here today with Bud. Bud, how you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? Pretty good. Matt's over here as well. Hey, good morning. All right. Good morning. <laughs> um, bud, good cold morning. Yes. yes. Good cold morning. We're thinking warm thoughts here today. Um, we are. Bud, could you start by giving us just a, a quick background of yourself so we can kind of understand who we're talking to today? Absolutely. Um, yeah, like I said, Bud Postma, and uh, I'm a retired athletic director from Madison High School. Still live um, here in Madison. Uh, been here my whole adult life after graduating from South Dakota State um, in 86. So I got a teaching job in Madison, teaching and coaching, and did that for 19 years and then became the athletic director here at Madison in 05 and did that until 2018. And um, then Tom and Tom Coughlin and I have been talking for a number of years and and trying to work something out for a, a, a part-time job for when I did retire. And, and we came up with this um, consultant job with Dactronics. So, and it, it kind of goes stems back to, we did a big project with Dactronics. Um, oh, back in, well, nine years ago, I guess. So about uh, 13 or 14 and, and, you know, and then, I was a big proponent, big fan. You know, if I were out um, eating or at an establishment or something, I would talk to people and about Dactronics if we a subject came up. And 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 Tom just said, "Hey, could you do this? You know, when you retire, could you do this?" And I said, "I can do this in my sleep," <laughs> and, and 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 such. So yeah, and with my background um, in the in the athletic director uh, world. Um, you know, athletic directors don't make the final decision when they when they purchase a, a scoreboard or video board. But, you know, they're pretty much the last line of defense. You know, then it goes to the superintendent. And and but if the athletic director is is on board with it and and such, it usually um, it usually goes. So I get to talk to these people. I'm not necessarily a salesman, but I um, I get to talk to these people from the athletic director standpoint rather than the salesman standpoint, you know, um, we all, no matter if you're buying a car or a house or a, um, a scoreboard or um, uniforms or whatever, you kind of, the stigma of a salesman, you know, um, kind of throws people for a loop. And <laughs> I come in there, I come in there with a whole different perspective um, when we have these conversations. So, you know, so that's kind of how I, I, I got this, um, this position and it's a great position. I love it. Um, I, I think I, I do a pretty good job for Dactronics. Um, and we, we've, we've had lots of success with my, a lot of my conversations and stuff. So, yeah, but anyway, that's a little bit of my, um, um, background and, and where I came from and why I'm here. Yeah. And we, we definitely appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. Cause this is also 
your second time on the podcast because I looked it up. It was in May of 2020 uh, when you were on last time with Mr. Kyle Sido. Yeah, that was a while ago. I, yeah, that's why I had to look up the date. I'm like, I know it was last year sometime. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, no, that was a, a COVID. Um, yeah, you know, right in the yeah right when COVID was yes. really the height of hitting it. us hard. So yeah, yeah. And I think you kind of hit on this a little bit with kind of your role and how you're you know you're out there getting a lot of information on the industry and what's going on, and that's. That's kind of one of the reasons we, I mean, we've talked, we've had many discussions with you and that's why we love having you on, on things like the podcast here. Yeah. Um, but we're, today we want to talk to you a little bit more too, because you recently attended the National Athletic Directors Conference and we kind of wanted to hear a little bit on the conference and then after that we'll dive in maybe a little bit more of what you heard there. But to start off, could you maybe just kind of give us, uh, our, our listeners, a highlight as to the conference and what it was about? Yeah, Um the NADC, as they call it for mm-hmm. short, but it is the National Athletic Directors Conference. This year was in uh, Denver, you know, and we always think, you know, why, why do we have it in a cold weather area? Two years, last year was supposed to be in Tampa and it got called uh, called or canceled because oh, of yeah. COVID. And, mm-hmm. and the year before it was in Maryland and we're thinking, come on. But I tell you, downtown Denver in, in the winter, is really pleasant. I mean, we're walking around with either quarter zips. One day we're walking around in polo shirts. It was just gorgeous <laughs> yeah. there in, in in the middle of December. But but then again, we've had some un, um, unseasonably warm weather here as well. But you know, Denver was um, was good. Um, the conference is is huge. I mean, athletic directors from all over the uh, high school athletic directors from all over the country are there. Uh, literally from all corners of the country hawaii um maine florida all over and so it's a great um even as an athletic director before my role as as a consultant uh, i'd gone to two of them and 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 one of them is actually how i how i end up landing my job with dactronics but the networking you know whether you're having breakfast you're having coffee you're at a social event that night or whatever the the networking that happens at these things is incredible and and for our standpoint you know sometimes that social um, whether we have a social evening or we take some clients out uh, for dinner or or we're sitting at having a cup of coffee, sometimes, well, that's when I do my best work is is the, those informal conversations. And pretty quick, those informal conversations turn into formal um, talks. And, and the next thing you know, the salesman's on board and stuff. So that's what I think is great about the the national conference is – People from all over the country come in and and you you know you you mingle and you uh, they have great speakers they have uh, a great conference and stuff so it's really good the individual state uh, conferences are are good too because you you know a lot of states are obviously bigger than South Dakota <laughs> um, and you know you have hundreds or thousands of athletic directors they get together but here you've got a culmination of you know. 50 states uh, coming together and, and it doesn't matter where you're from, you know, we all have, as athletic directors, you all have issues, you know, you have goods and bad, and, you know, just change the name and change the, the titles. And, and a lot of the things are the same. Well, how did you handle it? And how do you do this? And so that's, what's so great about the, the national conference is, everybody coming together. So um, mm-hmm. I like it. I liked it from the standpoint when I was an active athletic director and then, 
you know, it's even it's even greater for us uh, as a company to do what we do at these conferences as well. So. Yeah. And those conferences, like, I like how you put that. There's, there's almost two parts to it. It's the main conference itself. And it's also the social aspects surrounding the conference where everybody does a, a bunch of networking and sharing uh, stories with like-minded people and, and seeing how other people solved similar challenges and, and talking uh, all together that way. Um, you said you, you got a chance to meet with different people while you were there. Did you meet with quite a few different uh, um, athletic directors during this past conference? Yeah, you know, they have a we have a sign up uh deal before the conference that, you know, meet with Bud and then they, you know, I <laughs> I I even I know it's sold. And then they even put a they even put a whole brochure in each athletic director's packet. Um and so I'm getting text messages with this thing, you know, with my picture, you know, and last thing we need to see is Bud's picture in everybody's packet. I can tell you that much, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Hey, can I get your autograph? You know, um, you know, a lot of guys, Hey, and they would text me and say, Hey, you remember I talked to you at this conference or you came to the Florida conference or you were at the, uh, Nebraska conference. So it was, it was kind of neat. Um, that, you know, they did that, but yeah, I don't really need that, um, sort of thing for me, but no, <laughs> um, no, I met with, uh, I believe 13 or 14, uh, athletic directors. They have a half hour slot on Sunday, um, that they can sign up for. And we had, uh, we had a nice, a nice mix too. We had, um, I believe, I believe 11, 10 or 11 different states uh, uh-huh. that came to visit with me. And I, I you know, it was a tough one because I had um, a gentleman and a lady from Hawaii uh, come in and, and they're very interested in, and I, I took it upon myself to volunteer to come and help them with that particular job. Oh, and that was very and I, humble of you. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, I didn't want to put that burden on somebody else. So I thought <laughs> I would, I would, I would take that one and, and, and I would learn whatever I needed to do to do it. And, you know, it'd probably take more than a week. It might be a two or three week job. <laughs> Naturally. Yeah. Makes <laughs> yeah, sense. Of course. <laughs> yeah. And I'm trying to think we, I mean, obviously even, from our listeners listening to you talk, you're definitely a very sociable person and easy yeah. to, to talk about things with. But when people are setting up these meetings with you, do you kind of have, you know, like a set of questions you go by when you start that meeting? Or do you just kind of riff it as you go along and you eventually kind of get the information going? Or how do you kind of? Well, that's funny you should ask that because they've been trying to make make me have a PowerPoint or make uh, have me have um a whole bullet points, you know, and all this. <clears throat> and I said, well, that's not how I operate. <laughs> that's what I was leaning um, towards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really don't. Um, you know, I have my computer up so I can show some images and pictures and stuff. But other than that, no. Um, first of all, we'll just sit down and um, we'll talk for the first five minutes or 10 minutes. And we're going to find out, you know, a little bit about them and a little bit about me and, and, and then I have a little background. So when we're visiting, you know, whether it's just in this setting or if I end up calling them or I meet them at a social event or I have lunch with them, you know, I have a little background. So, and, and there again, I think that makes that, you know, it brings that human side into it. And, and then, and then we, you know, okay, what, what do you got? You know, mm-hmm. what can we do? What do you have? What are you looking at? What, what can, you know, uh, what can we do for you? And once we get past, you know, that, 
then that's where, you know, and I always say, why do I need, why do I need notes? Why do I need a PowerPoint when I've been there? I done that. Um, and I'm, I'm telling the truth mm -hmm. and, and you know, when you fabricate stuff, well, that's when you need notes because you're not sure what you said the last time. So if that's the case, well, then you do need notes. But if, if, if your, if your story is, is factual and true, which mine is, mm -hmm. um, I don't need notes, you know, now as I get, <laughs> as, right. as I get older, as I get older, I think that I need some notes, you know, but, <laughs> and, but no, you know, so I, I have really no structure, you know, other than like I said, we get to know each other a little bit, a little bit of history from them, a little bit of history from me, a little bit of their community school history. Uh, and then, then I just start, start in with what I did how I did it, how I made it work, you know, how I raised the money, mm -hmm. uh, how I got the community behind me, how I got my superintendent and school board support, you know, and we do all of that. And then, Hey, and we got people in place that'll help you do all those things, you know, whether it's me or one of our DSM people, the sales, you know, we've got people all over the country that are here to help you. Mm -hmm. And I'm here to tell you that, and if you don't like one of those guys or gals, then you come to me and I'll help you. And, <laughs> and you'll like and, Bud. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, and if it happens to be in Hawaii, so be it, you know? Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, so no, but so, yeah, I don't, I do not have a structure. I do not have a PowerPoint. I do not uh, have any of those things. Um, I hate to say shoot from the hip, but it, it kind of is because yeah. I got to, I got to feel how, how's the conversation going? Yeah, you know wh which direction is it going, and and then I take off from there, and um, you know sometimes my computer's on, sometimes we never even get to that. Sometimes I don't need to get to that because they're okay with with not having that because they've they bought in already, and mm. uh, and sometimes if they're Dactronics customers, they understand that the product is is what it is. It's great, you know. But if they're not Dactronics customers, then that's when I have to sell them on on all this. And and they're again our customer service. And if it's not there, and I told you it's this is the way it's gonna be, and if it's not there, then you call me. Yeah. You call me and then I'll call the people that'll make sure it gets done. And believe it or not, um, I've had a couple of those, uh, one from down in Florida. It just wasn't working very well. And he just said, bud, come on, what's going on. And I said, you know what? I don't have that answer, but I'm going to find out for you. So I would make a, a couple phone calls and a day or two later, I get a text or a call from him and said, Hey, thanks, man. Um, they got it all taken care of. And, nice. you know, so sometimes, you know, they're busy too, all, or, you know, whether it's our sales or our marketing or our repair people, you know, they got, they got other clients as well and, and, and they're busy. So, but sometimes it just takes a little nudge and, mm -hmm. but, um, so that's, yeah. you know, it's that trust thing, you know, that you get. Because there again, I was in their shoes. I was sitting in their chair, you know, not too many years ago. Right. You're you're like a a, a living, breathing, walking case study of of how this all works, and <laughs> and you get to just um, retell your true story about that. So that's why it works so well. It's it's very authentic, and you don't necessarily need a script because you're just telling them, hey, this is exactly what happened to me and how it exactly worked, and it was great. Yeah, you know, and and everything doesn't. Everyone doesn't turn out that you know. For every every good one like mine, you know, there's there's forty eight 
like me. And then there's one or two that it just doesn't turn out, but it's, you know, it's not a perfect science. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we try to, we try to do the best we can and, and sometimes it just doesn't work out and it's just not a great partnership. And you know what? We, uh, we agree to disagree and shake hands and say, Hey, we can do something later. We do it. Mm -hmm. And so, but yeah, Yeah. so that's how I operate. Um, so at the conference, what were some of the biggest uh, issues you were hearing during those conversations from the people you're talking to? Well, and, and there again, not so much issues as it is their, their wants. There's a couple that, you know, have, ha- have some issues. Um, a lot of it is they're, they're scared. Oh, how can I put in, excuse me um here we are little old madison you know um town of seven thousand small college you know and and they're worried they're a bigger school or smaller school or whatever well i said here we are a school of of 400 in the high school small town small community and we did a three hundred twenty-five thousand dollar project and raised all the money paid it off in three years now we've got this income coming in you know uh, we got a small school in Nebraska that did a two hundred and forty thousand uh, dollar job, indoor and outdoor video, and, and there are five small towns that don't equal two thousand people. They got a hundred kids in the high school, hmm. um, and then you got you know um, a school in Tennessee, a suburb, very affluent district. They put in over a million dollars worth of video boards. Why? Because we treated them right. And, and they've raised over $2 million in sponsorships, wow. um, high school. Think about that in a high school. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it, so when we have in these conversations, I give these examples of, of the smallest to the, to the most affluent everywhere in between, we can make this happen. You just can't be afraid to go ask, you mm-hmm. know, and that's, that's the big thing. You know, people are afraid yeah, and you know what? It's not easy to go ask somebody for, you know, a bank to go ask a bank for a hundred thousand dollars, or <laughs> or or even more, or or one of your best friends that own a business. You got to go ask them for five thousand dollars a year for five years. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if you're not confident in what you're what you're selling them, that's not an easy. That's not an easy ask. Uh, but you. I try to reiterate to them, hey, these these businesses have advertising budgets. Mm-hmm. We're not taking we're not taking money out of their pocket. This this is money that's going to be spent on on some sort of advertising, whether it's radio, it's TV, it's um, mailings, uh, newspapers, whatever. They're gonna they're gonna spend that money because they have budgets for it. Mm-hmm. So who's gonna get it? Well, I know one thing: if you don't ask, you're not getting it. And, and that's, that's the message I tell them. And, and sometimes, you know, they don't want to hear it, but that's the best part about my job. I can be honest. You're just being lazy. You're just lazy. And, and, they, and I've known them and I've known them for 15 minutes, yeah. you know, and, and I'll tell them that. And, and they look at me like, and I said, well, I, I say that, you know, you know, nicely because, but you know, yes, if you want this, but yes, it, but if you want this, You've got to work for it. I mean, um, do you want do you want to continue to do what you do with just plain old scoreboards? 
which is nice, mm-hmm. or do you want to enhance your facility, enhance your athletic, um, and not only athletics activities in your school with the video and things that that it can bring to you, mm-hmm. and 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 make you some money and give you an educational opportunity for your kids. Well, then get off your butt and let's go do it. <laughs> and 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 a salesman, a salesman can't really talk to them like that. <laughs> yeah. And 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 I probably shouldn't either, um, but. They hired me to talk and 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 to be to be honest and and that's what I do. Yep, I'm trying to think like the phrase I usually see or the question usually is is that what keeps you up at night and that's kind of mm-hmm. what I'm hearing at least from from some of the conversations you're hitting on right now. It seems to be that for a lot of athletic directors, the answer to that question would be fundraising. Is that right? Yes. Oh. Yeah, and that is that you know that's uh, um, you know and it's. It's maybe sad to say, but you know, when I started in '05 um, as athletic director, activities director, I should say, you know, there wasn't a lot of um, a lot of sponsorships out there. There were more donations. You know, um, oh, we'll put a banner up uh, with your name on it if you give us two hundred dollars or five hundred dollars. To me, those are donations. We're not asking for donations. I mean, donations are wonderful. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> yep. because a guy like because a guy like me, I don't own a business, so I want to donate. You know, put my name on a wall. That's what we did at Madison as well. We have a donating wall that people like me that don't own businesses, but we want to give to the project. Yeah, that's called a donation. We're asking for real money over five and ten year periods of time, and um, th- that's tough. Um, my last, my last official duty was to line up a sponsor. Uh, I won't go into details of what it was, but I went to visit with them. It was $50,000 a year for five years. And, and the, the, the gentleman I'm talking to, I've known for many, many, many years, he about fell off his seat. It's a lot of money. (laughs) And I said, yes, it is. And then I went into detail about what we do for them. And I said, that's a lot of money. And, and if, and if you don't want to be on board with us, continue to be on board with us. You know what? Your neighbors to the, you know, to the West, I'm pretty certain I'll have a meeting with them next week and, and they will sign on the dotted line. So, um, you know, it's, it's, and it's not a threat. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just kind of the way it works, but you have to have enough um, confidence to go to somebody and, and ask for that, whether, whether it's a, you know, $2,000 a year, or if it's $50,000 a year or anywhere in between. And that's where, that's where the catch, that's where, that's where it gets tough with some uh, athletic directors, but that's where we come in with our, our DSM, our DAC sports marketing people, they'll come in and help them. And, and I've helped, I've helped a few. They'll they'll call me up and say, "Bud, we trust you. Would you would you come and help us?" I says, "Yeah, absolutely." You know, so I'll, I'll go help them. Maybe sell one or two, um, and then then they take over. Oh, ah, we can do that and and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking, you know, there's definitely fundraising is is, is at the top, and it's always probably an ongoing type thing too. Is there? You know, with all the changes over the past year or so because of COVID and all these mm-hmm. different things going on, did you have anything that came up in any one of your discussions that was kind of, I'd say, unique to this to the current environment that we're in or something you hadn't heard of before? 
You know, believe it or not, you know, we've had um, on the high school market, we've, we've really had a good, um, you know, year, 18 months, you know, during the, during the COVID um, period. And sometimes now the hard part, especially during COVID, during the heat of the, the heart of COVID was, Hey, how we, how are we going to sell these? We can't meet with them. And I'm, I'm a big, um, a big proponent of face-to-face is way better than, than over the phone. Um, how do we, how do we sell this over the phone? Uh, and, and there, that's the part where you, you've got to be really confident in what you're doing because now you can't read their face. You can't, you can't read the room, if you will, what's, what's their, what's their disposition like, you know, so you have to be confident in what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, but Dell Rapids, they, they did a nice project, indoor, outdoor video, um, and, and Jeff there did, I think all but one of his sponsors and he, he's. He did a great job. He's taken in a, a lot of money annually, and he did every one of them over the phone except for one, mm-hmm. and and he got it. So I used him as an example a lot when people said, we can't do this. You know, it just isn't going to work. I said, no, no. If, if you don't want it to work, it won't work. If you want it to work, it'll work. You just have to work a little harder at it. And and so that I think that's probably the, the biggest part. And then mm-hmm. me – not being able to get in front of people like at the Tampa last year when, when the national conference was canceled, you know, you're not in front of people. You're not having my little meetings. You're not having breakfast or coffee or lunch or have at a social event or at a golf, you know? Yeah. Um, and I'm even thinking from the school's perspective, cause I know last year as some did go back uh, to in-person type things, right? It was, I know from the college's standpoint, it was a lot of, there are challenges where how do we communicate what's going on to the students, a little bit of faculty, whether it's events coming up or just school things going on with, you know, like a marquee display outside or something yeah. like that. So is there, I know, like you're saying, it almost varies by state by state with the high schools, but was there anything from like the school's perspective that has, that you have seen change? Um, you know, from my standpoint, not, not a lot. Um, and, and it arguably it might've changed almost for the better because schools got some extra monies mm-hmm. to spend. Um, they're not in school. So they, they saved money on whether it's uh, utilities, custodial, you know, so they, they, they had accumulated some monies. I think from the school standpoint and from what I heard from a lot of people over the last, um, you know, six, eight months is actually the schools are helping to pay for some of these things because they did have a little extra money that maybe because of COVID, whether it's some payments that came in or money that they had saved that, uh, that made it maybe even a little easier for them to say, okay, you raise some, we'll give you some as well. Cause most schools, like Madison, when we did ours, we were over budget and stuff. And they said, absolutely no money is, is going to go into what you want to do. And I said, that's fine. Then just let me go do my thing and raise it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, and they, they said, yeah. And of course, then I'm starting to raise more than they thought I could. And then they want some of it, of course. And, um, but, but anyway, um, so yeah, I think that's, you know, I think, the the thing was that I think from the school standpoint, 
I believe they were more a little more inclined to maybe do some things now this year because they have maybe their you know because schools are so dependent on 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 states revenues and mm-hmm. and things and how much the states give each school and and everything so when you when you have a little extra and you can only keep so much extra hey let let's spend it on some things that we need so right and maybe if you could give a school like one bit of advice or one parting thought here what what would it be that you you'd tell those schools well as i tell these athletic directors when i i meet with them one as an athletic director, we're only going to get, for the most part, we're only going to get one chance at, at doing something like this. Okay. You know, whether it's a project like Madison, that's 300,000, or it's a project like Collierville, it's a million, or, Mm -hmm. you know, even Texas where it's, you know, two or 3 million or whatever, there's one in Nebraska doing $1.6 million worth of video boards in their gyms and football and all this. It's crazy. But I, I, my, my advice to them is, Hey, you're only going to get one shot at this. Don't, don't mess it up. You know, mm-hmm. don't because they're not going to remember who the superintendent is. They're not going to remember who was on the school board. They're not going to remember who, who uh, the principal was. They're going to remember who the athletic director was that messed this up. <laughs> I mean, and 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 that was my biggest honest, honest to goodness. That was my biggest fear at Madison when we built this new gym. Madison High School had never had their own gym in the history. 112 years. We had never had our own high school gym. Oh, wow. I mean, um, we used the college's armory. Before that, we used the downtown city armory of Madison. Then we built a middle school with a small gym that was the middle school gym, but it wasn't high school. First graduation in um, in 2014, I believe it was, first graduation ever at, at their own facility um, because of our new gym. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, so my, my real advice to, to these athletic directors is, is pretty simple. You're only going to get one chance at this. Don't, don't mess it up. Don't, don't, don't put your name on something that five years, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, they're going to say, Oh man, bud really screwed this up. And, and <laughs> remember bud. Yeah. yeah exactly. remember, bud. They're, they're, they're not going to remember what is he even doing I mean, these that, days? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what they say. What is he doing? He really messed this thing up. No wonder, no wonder he retired, you know? And, or, or in Madison, they're saying, Hey, remember bud, he brought us this gym. No, but you know, and, and, you know, we had a lot of accomplishments at Madison when I was there, you know, athletically and, and academically and activity wise, but you know, still the thing that I'm, I'm as proud of as anything is, is our facility and, and what we did there. So that, that's my message to them, you know, mm-hmm. Hey, you're only going to get one chance. Most athletic directors don't get multiple chances to do something like, like I had an opportunity to do. You're only going to get one chance. And a lot of them don't even get that one chance. So if you got that one chance, don't mess it up, you know, yeah. um, because you know, I don't know if you want to call legacies or whatever you want to call it, you know, you're going to be remembered for certain things mm-hmm. and, and you want those certain things to be remembered for good things, not, not on the bad side. So, right. um, so that's my, you know, if you're going to do this, let's do it right. And let's, um, 
let, let, let's uh, make sure that we're crossing all of our T's and dotting all of our I's and, and let's get it done and done right. Yeah, there you go. Work together to build a positive experience. That's that's yeah. great to hear. That's a that's a good note to wrap things up on. I, I want to <laughs> thank you, bud, for coming on here and sharing all, all your experiences and your process and, and um, all your conversations at the NADC and um, uh, for, for joining us today. So thank you. Well, absolutely. I love it. Um, and anytime um, I can be on, I would love to do it. And I appreciate you guys taking your time. Yeah. Thanks, bud. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dactronics Experience Podcast. Please subscribe at your favorite place to listen to podcasts to keep up with our latest episodes. 